Welcome to the Sage Advice Podcast, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is David Leary. David is the president and founder at Sombrero Apps Company. Welcome to the Sage Advice Podcast, David. Thanks for having me, Ed. Finally, I've listened to this podcast for a long time, so it's nice to join you. Well, we are glad you're on. And so, David, why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Um, I think I do what I do because I try to believe what I do matters. And that's, it has ripple effects. So throughout my career, you know, I've always looked at the ripple effect of helping an accountant, right? Or helping a small business app developer or helping a small business. And because of that, maybe that small business owner is employing employees, right? Or they're making their time more efficient. They can spend more time with their families. So I'm really, why I do what I do is just about that, that belief that the ripple is happening. And how'd you get here? How'd you get to where you are today as president and founder of Sobrero Apps, among other titles? I'm, I'm among, yeah, I have a bunch of titles, right? Podcast host. Um, I'm a principal technology evangelist for auto entry. Um, what else? I, I do an accounting conference called the Accounting Salon. So I'm wearing many possible hats. Um, I'm on an entrepreneurial journey right now. So historically, I, I wasn't into it almost 22 years. I actually started out doing tech support for QuickBooks DOS. So I did tech support for about four or five years. I got in a, which naturally evolved into quality assurance, which started to evolve into some automated testing, which taught me a little bit of writing code, which led me into actually developing a product. So I built up an app that added on the QuickBooks called View My Paycheck. And then I uh, got into a little bit of a marketing stint. And then I wound up last like six years into it. I really got heavily involved in um, app marketplace. Right. So I think Sage has an app marketplace. Um, mm-hmm. you know, QuickBooks had an app marketplace. And these are all your third party apps that add on to the accounting system. And so I really got in with the developers. But if you kind of draw like a Venn diagram, right, you have customers, you have um, accountants and bookkeepers and you have developers. I might be one of the few people in the whole world that's worked in all three, all three of those. And I fall right in the middle of that Venn diagram. And so through that process, you know, after almost 22 years, worked at a, long, a company for a long time, I decided to take that next step and just, I left into it and I'm on my own entrepreneurial journey, which is a lot of different paths right now. Um, I kind of loosely joke, you know, um, I'm a podcaster, so I'm choosing the, the life of poverty. And obviously with you doing two podcasts, you uh, are doubly uh, suffering that. <laughs> Except in my, my bizarre cases, I somehow weaseled away to get paid to do them. It's re- yeah, really yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about you. You've done a lot of work on, uh, especially with, with auto entry on automation and process automation in the accounting space. And I think there's been a lot of conversation about, the uh, the AI, the AI scale, all of a sudden we're going to wake up and there's going to be a robot sitting at our desk. And I, I don't think it's like that, I, nor do you, right? It's a, it's a gradual evolution, but we are beginning to see the signs of accounting as it was even five years ago becoming unrecognizable. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be where AI tomorrow, no, no, there's no more accounting or bookkeeping jobs, right? But it's supplemental, right? And so like I said, I'm on my own small business journey now. And I have my own QuickBooks, right? I have my own accounting system. But I don't want to type data into that accounting system. So I pass everything through auto entry into the accounting system, right? And this in auto entry will pass that you know, all your uh, paper receipts, your bank statements, invoices, bills. It can shove everything through to, you know, zero sage, any any platforms. But um, 
I've kind of made from an automation standpoint, I understand that we can not, we can avoid typing data into the accounting system. And I've kind of drew a, a line in the sand, like, okay, I will only type in sales, right? Like I, I can take the time to manually type in a sale if I'm making money, but expenses, I don't want to be taking the time and wasting my energy typing expenses in. And, and at this day and age, you don't have to. Yeah, it, it's interesting that, that that has become like the the gold standard for it, right? I, I don't want to have to do any entry, like you said, except for, except for the sales piece. How can we make it go away to the point where we're, we're not even worried about it? Yeah, but then that, that next level of, oh, now because the data entry has been somewhat automated, the decision processes that your client will have to make are going to be automated. And maybe at some generic level of like, oh, some ratio of like your overdue invoices and you can automate some of the collections of that. And there could be some levels like that. But I do think that higher level consultation that has to take place is going to be very bespoke. Um, I, I think I can even relate that to my own personal experience working with app developers, right? It seems so easy. You can just write a blog post. Here's what you have to do to be a successful app developer. But really, my experience was after talking to hundreds and th- actually thousands of them, is it's all bespoke advice, right? You have to. Everybody's situation is different. What they're trying to solve is different. How they're communicating is different, um, and that's going to be the same for the accounting industry. Your your small business owners are all different. And the challenge is, I, as I see it, is that that's not the other S word, scalable. Yes, it's not scalable at all. So you have to decide, are you going to be a scalable person and build an automated bookkeeping practice where maybe you have engineers working in your firm, right? And you're automating processes and that's your focus. And you're, you're only going to take a very specific type of client that fits in your automation structure, or are you going to be the type of an accounting firm or bookkeeping firm that takes on bespoke type clients and charge for your value? Yeah, my friend uh, Tim Williams, who's a, a senior fellow at the Verisage Institute as as well, he c- comes to us from a marketing background, and he he makes a distinction between magic work and logic work, right? The logic work is the stuff that you you've got to do, but then the magic work is where the real value is. And his he's been advising his folks for years. Now keep in mind he comes from a marketing standpoint, right? So his his idea is don't charge them to resize a banner ad. Right, nobody wants to be charged to, re- for, to for resizing a banner ad, right? They want to be, they want to be, they want the results of the campaign. So don't even, don't even charge for that. You still got to do it. You still got to do all of those things. And so his advice is, you know, give give away the logic work, and then charge, but charge only for the magic work. But you still got to do the base stuff. That's something um, I, I think uh, run true with um, Kenji uh, Karamoto, who uh, as a cutie. Um, qd.co out of atlanta and they he talked about this like they went out just to be a virtual cfo firm and they've worked their way back into bookkeeping because they quickly realized like you can't do quality um, virtual cfo work if you don't have quality books to work from and like so the all parts of this are important but but where you want they're, they're really trying to make their money in their cfo work but you just can't do that without the bookkeeping work. So you can't just say outsource the bookkeeping work, have robots do the bookkeeping work. Like you have to do it so you can actually provide good CFO services. Right. That's exactly correct. And that's what Tim was talking about. You know, the key, you, you can't do your, your social media campaign if you don't have the right size banner ad. Right. So it's, it's, it's that same type thing. Yeah. And his thought is how do, how do we bring the, the magic work 
to the fore? How do how do we make sure that people understand that it's the magic work that what you is what you really want? Because unfortunately, so many customers are still thinking, "Oh, I just need a bookkeeper," when what they really need is that virtual CFO. Yeah, they 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 want help ultimately, and you you have to provide them help how they need it, and help doesn't necessarily mean just the data entry gets done. Right. Right. They're not just a pair of hands. You need, need some insight and, and foresight as well. Well, David, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Okay. So I'm going to throw you a little curveball here, um, and it's going to be George Costanza. And the reason why, and it's not really George Costanza from Seinfeld, it's the anti-George. So if you remember that episode where he was saying everything, every decision he made in his life has been wrong. And from now on, every time he makes a decision, he's going to make the opposite of what decision he made before. And I had to actually, in my career, I um, went, so I, like I said, I took phone calls, right? I did tech support and I was doing tech support phone calls for the payroll team at Intuit. And a decade later, you know, I was doing quality assurance. I was a different manager, different team. I went back and listened to the tech support calls. And 10 of the 11 calls were the exact same calls I took a decade before. And it was kind of my anti-George Costanza moment where I went back to my manager. And I said, from this day forward, like, I'm, doing, I'm doing everything differently. Like all these old ways we're doing stuff obviously isn't working. Like we're not, like shame on all of us. I was in QA. I was in product management at that time. Um, we're, we're giving the customers the same problems. We're not solving anything a decade later. And a lot of that's driven by that George Costanza thinking instead of the anti-George thinking. All right. And lastly, David, how can somebody get a, get a hold of you? Uh, the easiest way is on Twitter at David Leary. Um, the other way is to follow the podcast, uh, the Cloud Accounting Podcast. We're on all the socials and you can easily find us on Google as well. All right. David Leary, president and founder at Sombrero Apps Company. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Advice Podcast. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. For more Sage Advice, visit and subscribe at sageadvicepodcast.com.